Hi, welcome back to Escape Leaving Hell Behind. In this podcast, we talk with people who have left an overbearing religion or cult behind. We are back again today, and I'm here with my guests. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Nick, and I left the Mormon Church, otherwise known as the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Why don't you tell us what led you to want to leave the Mormon Church? Basically, I left the Mormon church because I am queer. I am a transgender man. And when I left the church, I identified as a lesbian. And there really is no room for queer people within the Mormon faith, in the doctrine. And that led me to... uh, It led me to want to take my own life. And I came to a point where I realized if I was to stay in the church... I would most likely die. And if I wanted to live, I should probably leave. And what was it that made you feel that way? Were you bullied, harassed? What was the issue that made you feel that way? I wasn't really bullied. I wasn't harassed or anything. I actually had a great, I lived in a really close, tight-knit Mormon community. And I my family was incredibly Mormon and the place where I lived and all my friends, the church was my community, but the doctrine is what really I began to struggle with. As I, I was raised in it, I was born into it, but as I got older and an, an incredibly important part of the doctrine of the Mormon church, in order to reach the highest degree of heaven, you have to marry in their temples. And as I got older, I started to realize the thought of marrying a man and becoming someone's wife and mother and having to be in that role, not just for time here on earth, but eternity, made me feel a really deep sense of despair. It made me incredibly sick to my stomach to be at church and to hear those lessons. And the it was really the doctrine. No one harassed me, but I just, I came to know and understand that if I was to live life within the bounds of the Mormon church, that I was going to live an incredibly miserable and depressing life. I would either be married to a man or I would have no love at all. And I wouldn't get to present the way that I wanted to because I was, uh, I wasn't aware that I was transgender yet at that point, but I was already starting to experiment with masculine presentation and the gender roles in the church are extremely set in stone. So I started to, as I got older and started to become more of myself, I started to realize that, there was no room for me there. There was no place for me. There was no way that I could achieve a happy life that was most authentic to me. And that that's what gave me that deep, I, I felt this deep sense of hopelessness. And now what are some of the doctrines that were problematic for you that you haven't already covered? Well, I touched briefly on the strict gender roles of the church. Women are, I'm assigned female at birth and that's how I was raised. Women are really second class citizens within the church. They're not 
allowed to hold leadership positions. They're not allowed to hold the priesthood, which is one of the exalted powers. <laughs> I guess it's a, it's kind of like a special power that men in the church are given when they turn 12 years old. They receive what's known as the priesthood. And it's supposed to give them power to bless people and to receive revelation and things like that. And knowing from the time that it didn't strike me until I was older, but when I was when I was a kid, I'm the second oldest out of six. And the first four children in my family are girls. And when I was just a little kid, my little brother was born and people in church came to us and were telling my mom, oh my gosh, aren't you glad you finally have a son? Aren't you glad you finally have like a priesthood, someone who, a kid that can hold the priesthood? And oh my goodness, finally. And that, those moments really stick, stuck to me that they just sort of little nicks, I guess. And I didn't feel the full sting of them until I was older. But it was very much imprinted that as a woman in the church that I was less valuable and that I was less, it was less desirable for me. And that I had the role of being a wife and a mother, whereas men could be, they could be leaders and healers and fathers and they could do whatever they wanted for a career. And I was being taught in young women that, well, it's good to go to college so that you have a backup in case something happens to your husband, but you really should be focused on becoming a wife and a mother. How was it being in women's being transgender? Well, I didn't realize I was transgender until after I left the church. And I think part of that is because of the strict role that I was placed in as being born and raised female in the church, that I wasn't able to explore those feelings. I wasn't able to explore those. And being in young women's, I I did realize that I was different from the other girls at a pretty pretty early on. I I didn't dress or look like them. I didn't I didn't feel the same way they did about boys and it was it was challenging but what was more challenging was realizing that they didn't feel the same as me realizing that my feelings were not universal realizing that there was this that i was the anomaly because before that point when i was in primary as a kid i was like oh you know we're not all so different but then when it gets when i became a young woman and young woman and we were all older and we were that's when I started to notice it branching off. And there was no bullying or harassment. Like I said, the church was my community, but I definitely wasn't anyone's favorite person to hang out with or be around. I I stuck out and was kind of weird, odd to these other girls. That's very sad to hear. What was the process after you left the church that led to you discovering that you are transgender? Well, I actually... I have my best friend whom I live with. We met actually at a young women's camp. Our both of us it was the last church event, church sponsored event that we went to. Both neither of us were there by choice, but my friend is 
my fir- my friend first came out to me as non-binary and transmasculine and through going through my friend's journey of transition and talking about it with with them and putting a name it was putting an I wasn't able to put a name to the feelings and things that I felt about my own gender and my own feelings around it until I was seeing it in my friend and recognizing it and finally having a language for it. Because before I met my friend, I was really sheltered from things involving the LGBTQ community and the queer community. My, I was homeschooled for a long time because my mom didn't want those kinds of things to, she didn't want those kinds of things to be taught to me. So my friend was kind of my first real understanding of what it meant and then being able to recognize those feelings in myself. And now do you talk to your family now or are you estranged from your family? I'm still in touch with my family. It's a strained relationship with my mother specifically because she she doesn't accept she doesn't accept me as her son and she thinks because I've left the church that I'm plotting to drag away my siblings, which it makes me very sad that I, I, it kind of feels like I'm not really so much a part of the family anymore, but I still stay in touch because I love my siblings very much and they are loving and supportive of me, even if my mom isn't. So um, while they live in her house and while they are young, I do have to try and maintain some kind of a relationship with my mother, but it's really strained my relationship with my father is better, but it's still a little tense. And is there anything else you want to share about the Mormon church? I would want to share that it is not a safe place. If you feel safe within it and you feel comfortable within it, I would ask that you look around to see the other people around you. Because I I guarantee you, if it's not safe for queer people and it's not safe for women, it's not safe for anyone, really. If it can't be safe for everyone, then it's not, it's not safe. It's not safe for people of color. It's not safe for queer people. And as I said, it's not safe for women. It's not safe for anyone who's really different in any way. There's a lot of intense conformity and a lot of intense pressure to get rid of anything about yourself that makes you different from the people around you. And while it's not necessarily stated out loud by church leaders, there there are certain subtle social and cultural pressures within the church to push people to all be the same and to cut off little slivers of yourself until you fit into the ideal. What are three tips you have for people looking to leave the Mormon church? My tips for people looking to leave the Mormon church. My first tip is find friends. It can be really hard, but find friends who are outside of the church's sphere. Find friends who, find people who will help and support you because it's really hard to leave. It's it's so hard and it's so hard to leave if you're alone. And so I, my first tip would be to find 
friends on the outside. Find friends who can kind of be there to help you on the way out. My second tip would be to look for something else because there will be a hole in your life when you leave because the church, the LDS church, it permeates every aspect of your life. So leaving it, you'll find an empty space and that can be really overwhelming. Try picking up a new hobby or finding something that you enjoy that will help kind of fill that emptiness that comes at first. My third tip would be to, you know, take it slow. It's really hard. It's really difficult to leave and to deconstruct your faith and to deconstruct the doctrine that's been imprinted in you for so long. And some days are going to be really frustrating and hard. And just just take it slow and take it easy on yourself. And you're doing the best you can. And there's better days ahead. So yeah, that's that's my advice. Well, it's been great having you on today. Is there anything else that you didn't get to mention that you would like to mention today before we go? No, I think I touched on everything that I had to say. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to my story and to share it. I am really grateful for that. I don't get to share my story often. It's not one that I talk about a ton just because of the nature of it. It's hard to find an audience for it. It can be really sad. It can hurt a lot. But I'm really grateful for you taking the time to do this. Of course. Well, it's been great having you on and have a great day. Thank you. Thanks again for joining us today. As always, I want to give special thanks to our sponsor and friend, Corporate Design Solutions, who has generously made it possible for this podcast to be a reality. If anyone is looking for help protecting their digital info, please email Michael at helpdesk at corpdesignsolutions.com.